0: Hello, it's another episode of Let's Chat Sales with Brendan McAdams and Bob Graham. And today we're talking about little things in the sales process and simple ways to make your sales process go more smoothly. All right, so we're going to dive into it. It's a pretty uh, interesting little episode. Okay, Bob, it's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to the chat. We've got a great topic. Yeah, I think so. And, and that topic is, it's like this podcast. It's about little things as we try to do on these podcasts, we like to keep them short and very digestible because your time is valuable and attention span and so forth. And so I thought we'd quickly talk about the importance of little things and and the little gestures in sales that can make a huge difference. How's that sound?
1: That sounds great. Now, I want to say at the beginning, Brendan, as we think of those little gestures, each little gesture adds up to a bigger stack And the stack of them is ultimately what makes the difference.
0: Yeah, it's the accumulation of little things. But the the, the thing I want to keep focused on is they matter in a way of much greater significance than you would think. And they're also typically really easy to do. And once you get in the habit of doing them, they become second nature. And those are the sorts of things that build up. It's like I always talk about fundamentals and the importance of things like in athletics, it's footwork, right? It's like a little thing. It seems trivial, but it's so important. I hate to use sports allergies all the time, but the mechanics of throwing a football and certain athletes are, they, their mechanics are just really good. And that makes the huge difference. And it's such a little thing. And the mechanics of sales are very similar. It's little things like showing up on time or even a couple minutes early for appointments. And that's an easy thing to do once you get in the habit of it, right? I would add before that, confirming the appointment. Hey, uh, I just want to make sure it's is still good for
1: you tomorrow morning.
0: Confirm the appointment and, and what you're going to talk about in two or three sentences. Another little thing is to keep your messages short and readable, right? People are reading them on the phone. Don't make them a long preamble. There are instances where you want some long form document because you're explaining something in great detail. And that shows attention to detail and knowledge about the expansive knowledge about that. That's Bible. probably an
1: email, not a text.
0: Yeah, but but. The idea is a lot of emails can be a lot shorter than they are, just in the interest of people's time. Again, it's it's making it little, compressing it, making it easier for everybody, not just the customer, but also for you. So that's kind of another one that just comes immediately to mind. When you show up, um, one is greet the
1: receptionist or office manager or whoever. I try to treat them like they're really important because they are. Yeah. They are the linchpin. If you can get to know that person at that front desk, when you go in there the first time, when you call the next time, they're going to put you through.
0: Yep. I talk about the importance of that. Everybody matters inside an organization because you can learn things from people all over the organization. And so they all matter. And they can learn things about you too. Yeah. I like thank you emails. I carry around note cards with envelopes and stamps on them and I, I can drop a thank you note and and mention some quick thing it's not as customary as it used to be for me just because so many people are so used to doing things electronically but there is something still meaningful about having something arrive in the mail especially if there's some tangible thing with it like here's my business card those are good coming up or your in book accuracy. i'm sure you give or the book, or yeah, or if you crap, see some available article. on
1: Amazon.com, yeah. just look for it by name, "Sales Crap." Brendan McAdams. There, that was my
0: sidekick plug of the week. Thank you, appreciate that. Actually, regarding the book, a lot of the things that I talk about are in the book, like cards and letters, are I mentioned. In the book, just the importance of follow-up. Right, you know, having something in your uh, calendar to remind you to follow up with someone a week later. I don't know if this may or may not be a little thing, but delivering things on time or early is getting something to someone when or before they promised it. To me, that's another little thing, you know, a little, it's a fundamental. It's sort of a basic kind of a practice that you got to get in the habit of. Have a, have a business card with you to give to them? Yeah, what do you, like, what's your take on business cards? Are they still a thing?
1: I find them still useful. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I was at a, event, a trade show last week and people were handing out business cards. I've got a stack of business cards. I've been going through them.
0: I wrote notes on the back. I think you still have to have them. I think they're interesting that to me. It's an interesting sort of a thing because so many times I have a meeting with people and I know all the information on their, on their card before the meeting because of the email and, and the back and forth setting things up. So it's, it's sort of fascinating to me. I still have them. I'm kind of fond of them, but I, they're, they're useful getting them because you can write important little notes about that person and then use that you know rather than rely on your, on your memory. And I suppose that's, a, that's sort of a thing a little thing is not relying on your memory and instead being able to take notes and having some sort of a little system to remember people and what they do and what their interests are. And then catalog those in a CRM or in whatever system you choose to use. So you can go back and remember. So the next conversation that they have kids or they have an interest in golf or horses or something like that. If it's easy to do a favor for someone, I like to introduce people to other people. And I find that to be a really good way to create a, a certain, it's, it's almost a way of creating luck. If I know someone that ought to meet someone else, I try and put them together and say, Hey, you two should talk. I think you, you, you do that you. a lot. What's that? You do that a lot. Yeah, I am mean not in a positive
1: way, not in a negative way. I'm saying it's really great. You've connected me with a lot of people that I wouldn't yeah, have known otherwise.
0: Yeah, it's fun to me to see where it goes. It's it's a very easy thing to do, typically, especially now with email. You just literally say, hey, I'm gonna, I'd like to introduce you. So I think you two should talk. You got a lot of commonalities. And if I can share with them areas where they could connect, it, it makes that conversation easier so that when they get together as oh, Brendan said, you, you're in this space that you, you're in, you know, you're doing Medicare Advantage and, and I'm in this space, I do this. And he thought we should talk. And that's usually enough of a catalyst to get a conversation going. And I it also shows be, you
1: paid attention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of little, that's a little gesture that I think can pay off big time. And oftentimes your folks are, t- tend to want to reciprocate when, when you do that. So you end oh, up yeah. meeting some new people as a consequence of that. So I, I that's a little that's a little thing. It's yeah. not done commonly. So it resonates in a way like this person took some extra time. So what else? We've we talked about thank yous. Well, uh, other, other little things are,
1: you know, thanking the person for their time.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about compressing time and I don't know if this fits into the category of it, but like anything that you can make shorter and simpler is a little practice. I think that, that pays off big dividends and, and It it makes it easier. I have this phrase that I use, the minimum viable answer. I talk about in a sales situation, customer asks a question and can you answer it in a way that's minimally viable, which is to say it answers the question without extra verbiage and rambling on about features and functions and so forth. If someone says, hey, does your product do this? You say, yeah, yes, it does. Is there a particular reason why that's important? Or how would you use that feature? And and then get them to talking. I find that to be a really useful kind of little practice is that is to get out of the habit of answering and salespeople are so inclined to elaborate and talk about the features and benefits, but customers typically don't want to know all that stuff. They want to know whether you do it or not. And if you do it, then they'll figure out more about it later. To me, that's an important little practice to get in in, in place. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, and and I like that you're focusing on really little things, but they can have such power in, yeah. in building that know, like, and trust factor that's so critical to success.
0: Yeah. Another one, another one that I think is, I learned this a long time ago. I want to say this is a Miller-Hyman training thing. I, I can't remember now, but the, just the notion of pausing before answering a question or before speaking. You're in a sales situation. And if you can just pause after they talk and they finish talking and you just wait and if you're not in the habit of just jumping in immediately i find that a couple of things have it changes the whole pace of the conversation and it it makes the other person much more inclined to continue talking and providing more context and when they do that i find that you learn so much more about what they want it relaxes the meeting it, It changes the whole tenor of things. And it's something as simple as just stopping and waiting before you respond gives them the runway to continue if they want. And so they don't feel like their, their senses are being clipped off or they have the time to elaborate. And that just pays huge dividends. How long do we pause? Just like a second or two, just so that they feel like there's space to continue. They can collect their thoughts and they don't feel like they have to race to get a point in. And what happens typically if you keep stepping over on someone else's sentences, they just, you're basically teaching them not to talk. And then they shut down because they're not given the chance to be heard. And so they shut down and you don't learn as much anymore.
1: Is, is another little thing, Brendan taking notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I yeah. find that to be something that I, I've been to some sales meetings where the person I'll say, Hey, do you mind if I take notes? They're like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Wow. No one takes notes. Yeah. I don't even ask. I just do it. I mean, I, I make a, I just make it part of the thing that's, and I use that at the end of the meeting to say, Oh, here's what I heard. Here's what you're doing. Here's what I hear. Here's what we have to do. Right. Here's here's, I like the idea of a
1: recap at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little thing that I don't see used very often.
0: Yeah. This whole notion of planning a sales call out. If you've got 30 minutes, can you end it in 20? Or can you give yourself a margin at the end so that you, you've got time to wrap things up? People will often say, hey, I have a hard stop at 1030. You want to be closing up the call at 1020. You got to be figuring Definitely. out what the next things are going to be doing by 1020. So that you can give them some time back. Maybe, maybe okay. you can give them five minutes back. There's, Most there's not, valuable gift you can give them. Right, is giving them time back. And being able to kind of summarize, get to the point where, you're, you're getting to a natural wrap-up point, you know, two-thirds of the way in, three-quarters of the way in, then you you have time and, and, and space to make adjustments, answering last-minute questions, but most importantly, figure out what the next steps are. Because if you've determined that there are next steps, you don't want time to enumerate what those are. You want to look at calendars and say, can we get back on the calendar now? And you want to be able to do that when people aren't racing to their next call. If it's if it's you now ten twenty nine, you're not going to get their attention. They're ready to drop off. They want to be on call for the next one. So, yeah, you really want to plan that out.
1: Okay, I think this is a good list, Brendan. There's 20... Some some short actionable things that you can do that will make a big difference in the long run. Yeah, we can go on, and b- on and developing on, sure, yeah. that
0: relationship. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bob. Good chat. Thank you, Brendan. All right. Talk to you. Okay, and that's another episode of Let's Chat Sales. Uh, thanks for listening. And please uh, feel free to share this with anyone who might benefit. And if you want, and we would appreciate this if you might leave us a review. Thanks again.